Ah, hey, Islanders, you're listening to Breakfast on the Bridge, the featured morning show of KMIH 88.9 The Bridge, bringing you a smoldering serving of local sports, news, and talk on the island. Grab a plate, grab your cutlery, and enjoy the show. Hello, 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 hello. You are listening to Breakfast on the Bridge, live and direct from the halls of KMIH. My name is Marco. I'm Molly. And today we're joining you for this full hour. So tune in because we're going to have some exciting things to talk to talk about spanning from Election Day, our Oscar nominees, the Olympics, Super Bowl Sunday. You guys are going to hear some fun uh, stories about coyotes. We got all kind of crazy stuff. Um, but for now... Just settle in here and have a fun little talk. Uh, how 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 are you doing, Molly? I'm doing good. I mean, it's it's early, but I'm up. I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear everybody's pieces, and I'm excited to hear about the coyotes. You know, that intrigues um, me. Something something funny about the coyotes. I I'm at like dinner with my family. I just hear my dad going hysterical laughter all of a sudden. I'm like, what what's up, dad? And he's like telling me how he's reading like coyote stories and how like every single day there's like a new issue like regarding coyotes and as a as a dog owner myself it's a, it's get, it gets like a little uh worrisome when you hear like how oh, for sure how like problem this is because if one thing my dog knows how to do it's bark up the entire neighborhood oh my god like i I feel like we failed as owners yeah what kind of, what kind of dog do you have it's a labradoodle it's it's she she's a labradoodle but um I mean, she's great, whatever, but, oh, my God, does she bark. Like, I'll I'll just be, um, I was in math tutoring the other day, and it sounded like a parakeet from my room. <laughs> but uh, other other than that, um, yeah, you, you guys are going to hear more about the um, coyote stuff. But you got you got anything for me, Molly, as of, as of right now? Ugh, I have a lot of things for you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? Well, there's a lot, a lot for us to talk about, a lot for us to for us to get to this early morning, our, this is our second show. Second show ever, ever, <laughs> until the end of the school year. Until forever, it's it's gonna continuously go on. And until, while I'm in college, just wake up early and just come come down to KMIH. Until our late eighties, we'll be we'll be here. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, yes, this is our second show, and we have. Oscar nominees that just came out today. And if you guys know anything about me, ran a movie show for like three, four years, whatever. <laughs> whatever, it's fine. It's, um, yeah, it's nothing. I am excited to, to see which is going to win Best Picture. And um, looking at the list right now, we're not going to reveal the whole thing because I feel like you're just going to have to stick around and find out you're who they all are. To. But um, some big names that I kind of noticed right off the bat, or at least the big three to me, is Don't Look Up, Dune, and West Side Story which I feel like are the most popular ones out of the mm-hmm. three. But I could be wrong because... Um, we just haven't watched the other ones. I just haven't watched the other yeah. ones, so I don't know exactly how great they are. But um, fun, fun fact, I actually haven't watched Dune. Probably should, but I uh, never got around to it. Are you a big sci-fi fan? I love sci-fi. Um, that, that's a shame you haven't watched it. <laughs> probably real, is. real shame. You're going to be ditched by the sci-fi, sci-fi community. Just as a whole? Yep. Just throw me in the dumps. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, no, um, you know, something about Don't Look Up that y- you haven't seen it, but I noticed while watching that I didn't like it as much as the rest of the world, like how much it stuck with them. I think 
the movie was so carried by Leonardo DiCaprio to the point where it was like I was bored whenever he wasn't on really? screen. But that that could just be me. I'm curious as to what you guys have to say about it. And if you do want to talk to me about it, please feel free to text us at 206-275-9104. I'll be responding to all of your texts. Mm-hmm. And give us a call again, 206-275-9104. There you go. There you go. Uh I, I love doing that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for telling me before time that we were going to do that. I just, you just left me hanging there. I no, had to go the 04 really fast. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, we we got those Oscar nominations. And aside from that, we'll come we'll come back to that. Today is also um, election day for Mercer Island uh, High School County, and I encourage you guys all to go place your votes. Um, you can mail in, or there's a new option to I think. Send in like a text message, text message, something like that. How do you how does that work? You just send a text message to a phone number like saying what you want to vote. What I'm worried is like someone's going to get spammed from like all sorts of fake numbers and stuff. Creating multiple, multiple numbers. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know really how how that works. I'd I'd be actually willing to find out how that works. Probably during our break. I'll look look up a little something there for you guys. But um, anyways, just yeah, please place in your votes. And because your vote, uh, believe it or not, is actually worth something. Every every vote counts. Every single vote counts. And um, we care about your opinion. Your opinion matters. Yes. Like in all things in my life, their opinion matters. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Not really. Not really. (laughs) Yeah. um, Just feel free to do that. Um, Upcoming, you guys got... Uh, an interview featuring our friend Gabe Gottesman ran interviewing our principal at our high school, Principal Kelly. On this week's edition of Principal Kelly's Corner, on the first week of Black History Month, I asked Principal Kelly what this month means to him. I sometimes consider what is the right place for me as a white male in this conversation. And I think that there are that's a question for a lot of students uh, that we, we ask is what is the right role? Is it a, as an ally, an advocate, an activist, uh, an upstander? What, what is that right role? Because it's not, for instance, my voice is a white male, but it is my responsibility and job to uphold the voices of the people around me. I also asked Principal Kelly why he thinks this month is important for different perspectives at the high school, starting with black students the importance to identify what is possible in one's life and to learn to be forward and uncompromising with the expectations that one has for one life. So developing that vision for our black students and students of color. Principal Kelly also talked about how it's important to be an ally at Mercer Island High. For us as people, especially for white people, really looking at things that we've done historically to put down other groups, to look at things that we have done that have caused inequity and to own it and to be part of the solution and moving that forward. You can listen to full episodes of Principal Kelly's Corner on Mondays at 3 p.m. on 889thebridge.org or wherever you get your podcasts. I must say I got to agree with um, everything that he was saying right there. Um but uh, I just want to give a shout out to Mr. Kelly, actually, for sitting down with one of our radio students doing that every mm-hmm. single week. I don't know if I could handle Gabe 
that money times a week. <laughs> well, I don't know how Mr. Kelly does it. I'm just kidding. I love Gabe. Gabe, we we all love Gabe. But everyone um, loves Gabe. Yeah. Uh, as they were saying, it is Black History Month at our um, high school and just in general, in general, in general. And it's an important time to just sit down and um, recollect over various different pieces of um, African American media and just um lit and just like just like taking account to all the events that happened of the history mm-hmm. the history as well as Realize moving your forward place in the world and how you can yourself be um an upstander during um like this time by participating in different activities or just talking about it like have having your word out and i feel like talking about a certain topic is much more than not talking about it i agree and i mean that in a way that's like okay that's pretty obvious but like actually like having conversations with people about like the topic helps keep the history alive and at the same time helps like us to remember the mistakes that were made in the past and eventually moving forward how we as a society will never like make those same mistakes again mm-hmm. no matter the race or um group of people that are affiliated with it. Yeah, so if you want to hear more about that go listen to the Principal Kelly's corner. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was a good it. plug. That was a You're good welcome. plug. I I got I got to say that was a good plug. But um anyways, moving back from uh, the best picture awards, we we talked about Don't Look Up. Um we got West Side Story. And what was the other one we said? Dune? Dune, yep. And surprisingly, I, it may not be surprisingly, but um, the the movie that was nominated um, the most was The Power of the Dog by Jane Campion. I apologize if I am um, mispronouncing that last name. I don't want to say champion or campion. But <laughs> champion. <laughs> well, I, we'll see just, if they are the champion. Well, it... Twelve nominations Hopefully, very well could yeah. be. Um, let me let me let me check this uh, movie out. And see. I, I actually haven't heard of that movie movie before, but I feel like every time I go and watch the Oscars, I like know one of them out of like all the nominations, and I just feel like why haven't I watched more movies? Just just so left out. Yeah, of, <laughs> out of out of the entire trend. Obviously, they're like good movies because they're being nominated for Oscars, and I haven't seen them. <laughs> yeah. Well, the power of the dog. Um, I'm reading it here. It it doesn't have the best reviews. Um, I feel like when it comes to movies, I'm more of an IMDb guy in terms of what I what I like to base what I'm gonna watch on IMDb and like Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. Yeah, Rotten like, Tomatoes. I like the big three, but I've always kind of always hated Rotten Tomatoes only because they've given a hundred percent to movies that I feel like don't deserve it so don't deserve it in movies that are actually pretty decently good get like 60 percent. yeah i'm wondering who are these people and who are these people voting yeah, for I have, this i have no like idea this one person like sitting in their basement just like i hate this movie so much <laughs> and make like 50 accounts yeah based off of one thing you know that's what that's what they're doing i heard um for like uh, a few tv shows right now they're just like a lot of people on social media are like review bombing like certain shows so they are can they really? get like their uh their favorite shows like higher up on oh, like the list. And I'm like, why like what 
Like, why put other people down? Like, just let everyone have their fun. Yeah, if your show is good, then it's going to get the most votes. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just a bad look, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Because it's so obvious that, like, if there's a a movie or TV show that's rated, like, five stars, just out of nowhere gets, like, a thousand, like, one stars or a thousand. I wonder who did that. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, I wonder who did that. But, yeah, I I I really, like... I don't know what what they're thinking behind that is really. Yeah, and also from the topic of last time, we were talking about Encanto, mm-hmm. and Encanto has, I think, a couple nominations. One of them for animated feature film, and that's to go against Flea and Luca and the Mitchells versus the Machine, which I've not heard about. It's it's like if you were maybe ten years old, you'd think that movie's awesome. But maybe. <laughs> and then Ryan the Last Dragon. But personally, I think that Encanto probably oh, has it's, the highest. It's definitely going to win. I I would like to see Luca as well because I really love that movie. Luca but. was great. Luca was great. Um, if if you guys are unfamiliar with any of the movies we're talking about, Encanto was a is a Disney movie. Recently came out. Recently, like I think a month ago. I think so, and like in that month, its song "We Don't Talk About Bruno" hit number one on various different charts around the world. And it beat out "Let It Go." Let it go. For you, it, it, let it go held years of its high title and reign. And yeah, since twenty twelve, and mm-hmm. uh, super surprising for me at least. But um, yeah, and believe it or not, Encantos also has one of the higher song. I mean, higher nominees on the original song list. Yeah, I'm guessing for we don't talk about Bruno. I'm guessing we don't talk about Bruno, but that entire soundtrack really, like, I it was good. It was so. amazing, yeah. It's like, but you, you know something funny? Original song, one of the um, best picture awards is West Side Story, which is a musical, and it has no <laughs> nothing else. Please tell me why. So uh, you saw West Side Story? What was your opinions on that? I mean, it's like I I can appreciate the movie for what it was. It's mm-hmm. just like. I'm not the biggest musical guy in the world. Like I'm, I'm fine. Um, I'm fine to branch out of like my comfort zone and watch movies I usually wouldn't. Like, um, I I remember watching like Little Women with my mom maybe a few Do years like ago. That? I was I was like in freshman year. I was so bored. But <laughs> I feel like if I go back now, I'll have I'll have some sort of appreciation. Yeah. But as I was saying, like it's like out of my I, I don't want to say comfort zone, but just something that I usually wouldn't watch. Yeah. And. I feel like um, with a movie like West Side Story, I got the chance to see it in the theater. It was like I I enjoyed it. I just I it just didn't like hit my heart like I feel like it did with a lot of other people. Yeah, probably because you really have to like it for to really 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 like it to like really think the movie should deserve the Oscar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I the music was fine. I think it was just like the fact that. I don't know, they're, like, greasers and, like, two different, like, families, like, kind of mm-hmm. like Romeo and Juliet or whatever, but... Uh, and so Steven Spielberg was the... Um, director. Director, right? Mm-hmm. So he became the first person nominated for Best Director Oscar in six different decades, so... Well, uh, let me guess. Schindler's List, Indiana Jones? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah I think E.T., um, saving oh my Pirate god, wait, Ryan. no, 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 that wasn't Indiana Jones, that was someone completely else, sorry. It's no, little... no, it was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, what? 1981. Oh, never mind, I'm good. You were right. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Say it with your chest. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, I'm good. But yeah. Uh, no, yeah, he, he was good, he was good. Um, Steven Spielberg has, it's so funny, because he's created so many different kinds of movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel it, like he has have, he has a good range. Yeah, you have like those like one like amazing directors, and they only stay in this one kind of category of movies. But then you have people like Steven Spielberg who are like in like 
eight different categories of movies. Like, how are you doing that? I know. It's it's very um, interesting, like, seeing how um, that – because I have a feeling, like, with certain uh, directors, like, maybe Christopher Nolan, for example. I love Christopher Nolan, but – Homie made one too many sci-fi movies. Maybe like step away from it just a little bit. Take a break. And go back to like the Prestige and all those movies that are a little different. But no, I, I like I like it. Um, upcoming, you guys got a song, "Dynamite" by Tayo Cruz. That was the, uh, "Dynamite" by Tayo Cruz. What a good song. What a good song. Uh, we'll talk about that song right after. That's debatable. This is Creed Finnefrock from That's Debatable a show where my co-host Miles and I break down a world issue every Thursday at 7 a.m. Here's a sneak peek of this week's show about standardized testing. One of the most important reasons for the SAT to stay in the system we have currently is because it provides a really good baseline for colleges to look at students and see what they're geared towards and how well they can perform in those certain areas. So, you know, for if you're going to a college or applying to a college that's more math and science-based, those colleges can look at your math SAT score and then be able to see how well you would function uh, in that college and then what your GPA could look like in that college. Yeah, that's true. But what they found is that GPA is actually a better predictor of performance after you graduate from college and performance in college itself. So I'd argue that SAT actually isn't necessary. One of the issues with GPA, though, is that it's not a standard thing across the board. All it does is compare you to the rest of the school. Many schools have GPA systems that go up to 5.0, and then our school at Mercer Island only goes up to 4.0, and that doesn't take into account the difficulty of classes. So someone here could be taking a bunch of AP courses and get a 3.8, but then someone could take a bunch of really easy courses and get a 3.8 and then have the exact same GPA. And so what the SAT does is it levels it out across the entire country and makes sure that there's a baseline for colleges to look at. Well, I think the inequalities with or the problems with using GPA to predict uh, shows the problems with SAT as well. Because if GPA has all these differences like 4.0 versus 5.0 and classes being different difficulty and stuff, then if the SAT is still a worse predictor, then that shows you that something is clearly wrong with the system as it is with standardized testing. On Wake Forest's website, they have a quote regarding their policy on standardized testing. It says, for the record, it's not that we think standardized tests are evil. We just think that the measure of your intelligence and potential requires a deeper dive. It's about life experience, aspiration, work ethic, engagement, and all of what makes you who you are. That's why we believe so strongly in the interview process. Numbers rarely tell the whole story. Thank you for listening to a sneak peek of this week's That's Debatable show. You can catch the rest of the episode at 7 a.m. on Thursday morning. Yeah, I, I actually agree a lot with that statement. Like, there's no way some test that's asking you math questions, like, uh, determines how, like, smart one person really is. Yeah. I have a feeling that's just like completely backwards in and of itself. Because mm-hmm. I agree with that. Someone can just like be really bad at math, but then or, go or just change be a really lives. bad test taker. Like, yeah. For example, I'm like horrible. Me at taking too. Tests. Me too. And so for me, like intelligence based off standardized testing, it's well, it's gonna make me look really bad because yeah. I'm gonna get a bad <laughs> score, and then college will be like, this is the worst student ever. <laughs> no. I got I got the pleasure of actually not having to do any SAT or ACT because so, you didn't you didn't do that you're not doing them then nope and I got into college anyways uh, congratulations co- what, what colleges have you been accepted to uh, UW Bothell Western uh, Wazoo 
Wow, that's a lot. And a lot of University of Oregon, some other stuff as have well. Have you decided where you want to go? No, here? not no. yet, not yet. You still uh, have time. That's still plenty of time. But um, anyways, we have a fun trivia question for you guys. Yes, and you can text in to our number, 206-275-9104, with the answer. So, what is the number one streams song on Spotify? Ooh, you guys are going to have to find out right after this Coyote feature by our good friend Sophie Prock. Islanders, did you know that there's a coyote problem on Mercer Island? I'm sure you did. And if you didn't, Nextdoor can help out with that. The Mercer Island City Council just endorsed a coyote management plan. What is that, you may ask? Well, it's essentially just killing off all coyotes on Mercer Island so that everyone's small, fluffy white dog can be safe. Just kidding. It's much more humane. The city has been working with departments across the state and wildlife agencies to monitor coyote behavior. USDA staff is taking their time to determine what action is necessary and appropriate to protect our family pets and keep coyotes safe. If you see a coyote, please call this number, 425-577-5656. That is 425-577-5656. If you or your small Havanese are in danger, then call 911 immediately. Or just tell your dog to stop barking. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy? And the coyote won't be able to see you. In all seriousness, the city council is doing their very best to protect both Mercer Island and our coyote friends. For more information, visit their website, www.mercerisland.gov. Thanks for tuning in this morning. I'm Sophie Prock, and this is Breakfast on the Bridge. Thank you, Sophie Prock. Coyotes. Coyotes wow. suck. You know, uh, a, a fun a fun story about coyotes. I was coming home from water polo practice. Well, not actually. It was like 9.30. I hung out with my friends at the QFC right next to the country club until like, so, like 10.40 or whatever. I was on the way back, and I see like this 10-foot-sized dog just posted up in Pioneer Park, and I was like, this very well could be a coyote. Was it? I shined my headlights at it, and it looked me dead in the eyes, and I was like, Come at me, man. I'm in the car. There's nothing you can do to me right now. Smack talking us. 1v1 me. 1v1 me. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'll get out of this car. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, coyotes actually are a pretty big problem. Uh, as we said as we said before, we got to make sure to um to watch out for your pets, especially because they're ruthless. They don't. Yeah, they don't care. And yeah, if you, <laughs> if you look on, keep on track on Nextdoor, you'll care. And speaking of Nextdoor, so... My one of my friends, her dad likes to go on next door to the coyotes, and he'll create accounts and his, he'll put his name as the coyote. And when people write stuff about the coyote, he say, "Hey guys, my bad." But then he got <laughs> oh he got knocked God. off next door. <laughs> my guy, my bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. I will do it again. It's really funny, but he, yeah. he keeps getting like knocked off next door <laughs> <laughs> because cause he, I mean, because he sets himself as a as coyote. coyote. Yeah, that's pretty funny, but um. Yeah, I, f- I feel like there's always something new about coyotes every single day. That, every single day. That, like, we have to worry about. Well, I mean, if you're on the north end, I'm sure you'll be fine. Because the coyote I saw was posted up in Pioneer Park. Or mm-hmm. it was either that. It could have just been a big dog, like, lost. But um, there was no owner or anything. The dog was just kind of there. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out, where did these coyotes come from? Do they, I like, don't know. Like, do they just, like, hitch a ride? Like- <laughs> no, because imagine, like, you're walking, or, you're, like, you're driving down Seattle, um, like, the, the interstate from Seattle to Mercer Island at, like, 
2 a.m. You just see a coyote crossing, like, <laughs> like yeah. cro- crossing the path. Like, like, I'd be freaking out. Hey, homie, out. can I get a ride real quick? <laughs> yeah, just pop in the back. <laughs> off in the back. But yeah, I'm, I'm generally confused. How do they, We haven't had them before, so how do they get on the island? They just spawn in. Yeah, They probably. really do just spawn in. It's the same for the deer. I think, actually, the deer swim over. I heard, think I heard I that. I don't know. I mean, there's... That's kind of scary. I'd imagine, like, a pack of deer <laughs> just swimming towards oh you. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. That would be frightening. Like... Uh, like going on like a night walk or something and just turning on your flashlight and seeing a pack right in front of you can be scary. Very scary. <laughs> because that is a very real thing that did happen to me. Really? Yeah. I was on a walk with my dad and it was like, all right, just keep looking forward. And I was like, what are you talking about? Because he like, he gave me a little fright. He's like, turn around and look. And there was like three deer just right there really? staring at us. And it was the like, antlers? Was yeah, the antlers? antlers and everything. And I was like, Oh gosh! So we just uh, we just kind of completely like just ignore mm-hmm. them and kept the, walking. The same thing happened me, with me, but it was a it was a black bear actually. When yeah. did you see a black? No, bear? well, it wasn't on the island. Don't, don't be don't be afraid, everyone. <laughs> There's no big black bears out on the island. But I was I think I was around in Leavenworth, and I was it was a while ago when I was younger, and I was riding my bike. My dad was behind me, and I like I apparently like, stopped, and then I like looked on the road, and I just see like this giant bear, like like. Was it like running towards you? No, or? no, no. I would, I would have been, I wouldn't have been here if it was. <laughs> then you bike would be, as fast as you'd you just be talking walk. by yourself right now. <laughs> yeah, my like my little self could not bike very fast. So. Yeah, but no, and, and I was like, I was like, I was standing there. My dad was like, just like walk with me, and the bear was just like standing like fifteen feet from me. It was just chilling. Oh, it wasn't gonna do anything. It was gosh, just chilling out. That's scary. It was, but. As our question, not question of the day, just trivia question, what was the number one song on Spotify? You got an answer for us? I think the number two was 63830. Your 337 got it first. Oh, I was just about to say maybe we shouldn't say the full number. Uh, <laughs> we'll forget, <do> <laughs> forget, forget that, everyone. But um, no, yeah, uh, we, got, we, got a me- we got a message from one of our listeners and... Uh, the listener said, Shape of You, which is correct. Yeah. Number one uh, song on Spotify, that's right. Yep, Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. I feel like that's been the number one for a long time. When did that song come out? Like 2010 to 2012. Um, so. It's a good song. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to come right back. You guys got a uh, Minute in Fashion ran by Karis Shobanow. Good morning. This is Karis, and I'm here to relieve the stress of how to dress. Today is the last Tuesday before Valentine's Day, so let's do an outfit inspired for it. One simple but sweet option is pairing a white or cream sweater with light wash jeans. Today's not going to be too cold, so if you're feeling up to it, you can always pair it with a white or white and black patterned skirt. Lastly, throw on a pink coat. That could be a puffer coat, a trench coat, even a fur coat. For shoes, slip into a pair of white booties or knee-high boots. Another option is wearing pink pants and pairing it with a white sweater or any top with a heart design. To make any outfit even more darling, put your hair up into a half-up, half-down style with a pink bow. Or even throw on a pink headband. Boys, if you can wear a pink or red color shirt, then that's good for me. And that's how to dress to impress. Keep listening to Breakfast on the Bridge. Thank you, Karis. Um, I don't... Uh... I don't know if I have a pink bow. Do you have a pink bow so you can do a, a hopped up style? I'm going to get, by the end of the year, I'm going to get a chunky sweater. I'm going to get a pink bow and I'm going to get a red shirt and I'm going to be like the best yeah, looking no. person Number, at the school. Yeah. Thanks to Karen. It'll be like a, 
It'll be like a roster for who is the best dressed, and you'll be up there number one. <laughs> number forever. one. Thanks to Karis. I mean, uh, that those actually are some pretty um, real, real suggestions right there. I would recommend definitely uh, listening to her um, and basing your outfit. A fashion legend. Yeah. Uh, upcoming right now, we got a song called Let's Go Crazy by Prince. That was Let's Go Crazy by Prince. You guys are listening to 88.9 The Bridge. Please feel free to text us or call us again at 206-275-9104. And we actually did receive another text message correcting my our fatal mistake. <laughs> fatal. Uh, Very bad. <laughs> Shape of You came out, uh, as a matter of fact, in 2017. I did not know that. Wow, that was five years ago. Uh, it feels like a much longer time, honestly. But... Um, anyways, uh, we got some news for you guys. So for, in terms of weather, it's going to be 48 degrees outside, cloudy, uh, the humidity is going to be at 77%, precipitation at 10%, and the wind is going to be going at three miles per hour. So if you want, I implore you to put on a long sleeve shirt, sweatpants. You don't have or, to go crazy. You don't have to go crazy. Well, you don't have to wear skiing clothes, but definitely dress for a little bit of colder weather. You know, this morning I was like, I might just put on my ski jacket, and I put on my ski jacket from like two years ago, so there we go. I'm in here because it was freezing at six in the morning. Someone didn't listen to Karis's <laughs> fashion I know, statements. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> in other news, Biden's top secret advisor, I mean, top science advisor, Eric Lander, actually resigned from his position after multiple reports reports of bullying within the White House to himself and to other um, people in the White House as well. And this is uh, a little bit after Biden made the claim that there will be no bullying in the White House. So take that as you want. Uh, Molly, you got anything? Yeah. So teenage Olympic sensation Eileen Gu wins gold and crashes the Chinese internet. So she she is 18. And And won an Olympic medal? Yes. Oh, man. She won for um, scoring the top position at the Women's Big Air Competition with her third run, scoring 94.5 with a 16.20 and a perfect landing. I That's that's crazy. That's crazy to think about. You know, mm-hmm. um, last year, our Summer Olympics. Wait, was it Summer Olympics? Like, last summer? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I remember how crazy, like, that actually was. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in Serbia because... Um, I'm Serbian, obviously, or maybe not obviously. Maybe. Obviously, obviously guys. <laughs> no, you guys don't know that. But I was in Serbia, and um, I remember just walking through every cafe, looking at like all the TVs. Everything had the Olympics on twenty four seven. People were like lined up, ready to watch um, the 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 martial arts tournaments, the water polo games, the sports. You usually wouldn't recognize, you know, uh, a fun a fun. Um, Sport that I prior to the Olympics had no idea existed was three on three basketball. Three on three basketball, wow! It's like it's like something you play with your friends, but they actually competed it like as its own thing. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. You know, speaking yeah. of sports, one of my friends that lives in England told me that there's like they have like five on five soccer there. It's and, and they like actually have like co- compete with it. But um, for more sports news, we're gonna toss it over right now to. McLean and Scott Pirak. You guys, please feel free to take it away. I'm Scott Pirak, and you're listening to Scott's, Scott's Sports Corner. Over the weekend, the Mercer Island wrestling team finished third in their King Co. 3A tournament. The MI Boys basketball team season has come to a close after a heartbreaking 51-58 loss to the Hazen Highlanders. 
In addition, the MI Girls basketball team season has come to an end after a hard-fought 44-51 loss to the Juanita Ravens. Both teams will look to bounce back next year and compete for a Kinko title. Speaking of Kinko titles, the Mercer Island boys swim and dive team left their opponents at the starting blocks as they had a phenomenal season, finishing 9-0 in the regular season and finishing off their perfect season with a dominant Kinko performance. The team claimed first place by a margin of 182 points over rival school, the Bellevue Wolverines. If you would like to go and support your Islanders swim and dive team, the Islanders take on the districts at Hazen High School on February 11th and February 12th. Now for a hockey story, I'd like to pass it to Will Pellerin for What's Kraken. In Seattle, our Kraken pulled off the first shutout in franchise history against the New York Islanders. Starting goalie Philip Grubauer backstopped the team in a 19-save effort to fly by the Islanders 3-0. The All-Star break went down last weekend, giving the Kraken a quick pause in the regular season schedule. They return tomorrow against the Coyotes, a matchup that should allow them a chance for back-to-back wins. They remain at the bottom of the Pacific District still, uh, with over 10 points between them and the 7th place Canucks. Jordan Eberle was the lone Kraken player selected for the All-Star game, and he went down in the first game against the Metropolitan Division, netting one goal in the 6-4 effort. That's all for this week. Keep listening here on 88.9 The Bridge. Thanks, Will, for the great story. I would like... Uh, the All-Star break sure was exciting. In national story, Texas and Virginia put the college basketball world in shock as unranked Virginia stunned 7th-ranked Duke with a last-second three, and 20th-ranked Texas knocks off 8th-ranked Kansas by a tightly contested score of 79-76. to In the Olympics, Nathan Chen won the first part of his highly anticipated figure skating showdown. Chen skated flawlessly to score a world record of 113.97 points in the short program, beating the previous world record of 111.82. Chen will look to finish out his strong program in Beijing and strike gold. In the NFL, the coaching carousel is complete as the Saints, Texans, and Dolphins finish up a busy week of coach hirings. The highlight name is the Dolphins hiring old San Francisco offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel. Finally, Russell Wilson has rumored that he is not against playing for the Washington Commanders. He may not be a Seahawk anymore. Finally, McLean, what's happening in your neck of woods? McLean, what's popping? Yeah, it's baseball time. We're still locked out, but both sides are taking measures to get the media on their side. After the players rejected the owner's request for mediation, calling it a publicity stunt, Players Association exec Andrew Miller spoke to ESPN about their grievances with the owner's proposals and unwillingness to listen to the players. Miller, who most recently pitched for my St. Louis Cardinals, was a free agent when the lockout happened and couldn't join a team, so he probably wants the lockout to end just as much as anyone. Owners countered uh, his, his media circuit by having Labor Secretary Marty Walsh speak to CBS, stressing the continuation of negotiations and communication between both sides. However, they've never seemed more divided and haven't met in almost two weeks, as both look prepared to miss not only spring training, but regular season games too. Thank you, McLean, for the update. Come back next week to get more hockey, baseball, Super Bowl, and Olympic highlights. You've been listening to Scott's Sports Corner with Will and McLean on 88.9 The Bridge. Back to you, Marco and Molly. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for tossing it back to us. Just beautiful. Just beautiful, all those transitions. Um, You guys got um, Three Little Birds by Bob Marley coming right up. That was Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. What a nice and calming song. Yep, just in time for the morning. School's about to start for us, but 
we got a little more time for y'all. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this 50 Minutes. Um, yep. So today, Tuesday, it's Tuesday, February 8th, meaning Valentine's Day is coming up. Yep. Next Monday, uh, if if you have someone uh, that uh, – I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> that you like. If you're someone that you like or love, we're doing something for the station where you can request a, a love song or send a message to your Valentine. If you want to do that, go – Head over to our Instagram. Instagram account. You guys can play whatever song you want. Or if you're one of many people and you don't really have that many people, you can play a sad song. I'm sure there's going to be. Um, okay, yourself. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be many. Uh, oh, I don't I don't want to sound. Uh, just There's, there's going to be people that uh, respond to that um, mu- music as well. But anyways, anyways. Uh, yeah. Valentine's Day is coming up next Monday. And we'll actually be doing... No, we'll have the meeting on Monday. Tuesday's Tuesday's gonna be the morning show. We'll, ha- we'll have a Valentine's Day recap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what went down on Valentine's Day? But any time between that and then, you guys can um, add a song to our long list and um, of to our long list of songs, and you might just get the chance to hear your favorite Valentine's Day song. But anyways. We were talking something about how the United States got placed 17th in the Olympics. Yikes. So far. So far. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So we always do really well in the Summer Olympics, but so far we're not doing well, that great. We don't We don't have a single gold medal yet. You know, Winter Olympics is like skiing and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Well, it makes more sense because I feel like in places like Sweden, where they like have insane mountains... It's more fair, I guess, because yeah. I feel like skiing is part of their culture more than it is here. But I feel like skiing is also a pretty big part of our culture as well. So yeah. you guys maybe, maybe Sweden's just a lot better. Maybe they just are. Yeah, maybe so not just skiing. Maybe so just a lot. Sweden is at is in first con- technically. I don't know. Do you really count? Like, is there really places in the Olympics? There. I mean, I mean, definitely at the end there are, but okay. like up until that point, like it's just like constantly like moving around. I mm-hmm. feel like um, moving from. One thing to the other. Yeah. So Sweden has four gold medals. Yeah. One silver medal and one bronze. And we have zero gold medals, <laughs> four silver medals, and one bronze medal. You know what those silver medals are for? Or or no? No. Okay. But, um, yeah. I, I'm guessing it's like maybe, maybe skiing. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> You know what I love watching in the Winter Olympics? I love watching those guys go down, like, the insane slopes and then just flying for, like, 30 seconds. And then, oh, like, yes. that's the most, like, entertaining thing for me because, like, it, the they're guys' soaring. faces are always, like, like yeah. while, while they're... <laughs> they're so aggressive. <laughs> no. So calm down. It's not, it's not like the Olympics is that big of a deal or anything. It's all, <laughs> it's all for fun. Yeah. But let's see. I, I found it. So... Silver, we got silver at alpine skiing. Okay. Bronze at cross-country skiing. Many different forms of skiing. It's interesting. Well, what else are there? We have skiing. We have... Alpine skiing. We have... Is hockey in the... Is hockey in the Olympic? Oh, yeah. I'm not an Olympic guy. You're not? No, no, no. I am. I'll I'll watch it, but I just don't know. Just don't know I just don't know that much about it. Yeah, the problem with the Olympics is there's so many things going on at once. You can't watch everything. Yeah. So you can't see it. Sometimes you have to miss out on, like, the summer. So you, you, we miss out on 3v3 basketball because we're watching volleyball. Yeah, I mean, I mean, especially last summer, watching the Olympics was a lot of fun. I mean, like I said, the culture in, like, Serbia. I, I was in Serbia at the time. Um, 
it was just crazy for it because like everybody would be watching it because mm-hmm. like it was a big deal there. Like if, if Serbia is known for one thing, it's like it's definitely its sports because the number one tennis player, Novak Djokovic, he got. Dang, nice accent. Okay. Yeah, Novak Djokovic. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm intimidated by that person. If I ever see that person, I'm running the other way. No, he's a great guy. You. He's a great guy. I bet. But um, he's in he, I think he's in an Australian prison right now, but I'm oh. not sure. Uh, anyways. Um, so I should be definitely scared of him. <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. If if you're playing tennis, that guy's mental game is like a robot. Really? Like, he'll, he could be down, like, the most points, but just, like, just maintain like the most like steady, calm, cool, and just mm-hmm. completely freak out the other person. Really? And, wow. Yeah, I mean that's just like kind of his thing that he's known for. Yeah. They okay. they breed him like that over there. But Marco, what's up? Any you could play any sports in the Olympic. What would you play? Like you're amazing at it. You would win the gold. Uh, what would that sport? Well, be? the 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 part the unrealistic side of me wants to say water polo because I did that for yeah. four years. But I know that if I were to go against Olympians, that it would not be much of a, like, wouldn't be much of, like, a... a fun game. Yeah, it would be just me getting tossed around and just destroyed. So what, so what for summer? What would you say for summer? Um, summer I don't know. Honestly, when I was watching when I was watching the the summer sports, the BMX really, like, excited. Uh, I mean, that all seems, like, cool. fun. But if any, of it, any of it is just fun for my guys. Yeah, but um, I think I think that's actually time for us to start wrapping things up. Um, Should we give a little wrap up of what everything that we yeah, talked yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, go for it, go for so, it. So we had Principal Kelly's corner, which was great with Gabe, who's always amazing. Then we had that's debatable with Creed. Mm-hmm. Yep, Creed is Creed is great. Creed is <laughs> Creed is great. That's yeah. that's all you can say about Creed. And then we had the coyote feature, which was a hit with our fans. I, had, I know. So many people, messages about the coyote. We had a couple people texting, and we're like, wow, <laughs> that was amazing. So credit to Sophie. Yeah. And then we had the fashion, and we will be including that fashion in our bags. Every single week. Every single week. I'm going to get a bow now. And we to. got the chunky sweaters. The I chunky mean, sweaters. chunky scarves. Chunky scarves. My fault. <laughs> chunky scarves. Do yeah, not okay, mess okay, with okay. I, I won't do that. I won't make the same mistake again. And then we had sports with McLean and Scott and Will. Yep. And right now, that's going to wrap everything up. You guys can catch us next Tuesday on Breakfast on the Bridge. And thank you very much for listening to us for this yep. hour time. I'm Molly. My name is Marco, and here is Max Taylor with our closer. We hope you enjoyed your helping of Breakfast on the Bridge, brought to you by our KMIH staff and dedicated to the stories, lives, and people of the Mercer Island community. We hope your dinner was as good as your Breakfast on the Bridge, and thank you for listening.